Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to live my life, putting purpose over profit. Too many fallen soldiers, too many slain prophets. Eyes on the prize, yeah, I gotta watch it. Agents amongst us, get your hand out my pocket. I'm sick with the pet. Brothers and sisters are sick in the pet. Oppressed by the man, attacked by the clan. America's plan, depression sets in. People becoming so hopeless. Said we can't breathe, they still choke us. They put the body cam on, it's either turn off or out of focus. Yeah, another death, another life. They pull the trigger, no thinking twice. Cops be wildin', the killing youth. The new Jim Crow, a different noose. It's the beast, it's the beast, mark of the beast. Cease and desist, increase the peace. Move in silence, don't make a sound. But when they come, stand your ground. R.I.P. to all the martyrs. Say your prayer, Heavenly Father. Black lives matter, black lives matter. All right, guys, welcome back to another live episode of the Creative Gourd. And we have a very special episode. And you know what, Mix? I'm not going to lie, Professor. This was very nostalgic because this is where it started for the Creative Gourd itself. Like, guys, I'm not sure if you know, but our first piece of content was the Black Panther review. Mm -hmm. And that is in the description. Also, shout out to Brown Juice Barbershop, who had a wonderful video long live the king that link is also in the description but besides that rest in peace you know chadwick boseman and how are you brother mix good to see you brother um particularly during these days during these times um always good to see another black man shining um and yeah you know it is crazy it is nostalgic man um i remember when we when we did that first conversation about black panther and you know how great it felt it just felt right you know, and we had a conversation and if, if folks have been following us, you see the growth since then. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's really about growth. And I think that's a theme for today. Uh, just thinking about, you know, Brother Chadwick Boseman and all that he's done um, and just looking at his career and think about growth. Right. Um, and what, what he meant for us um, as a culture, um, pretty much the, the epitome or the embodiment of doing it for the culture. And we could get into that later. But, yeah, bro, you know, it's it's it's. Yesterday was a much needed day. Today's Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday. You know, it was a much needed day in the sense of, you know, had Brandy versus Monica versus, you know, the culture needed to pick me up, you know? So I think there's there's some bits and pieces uh, that we needed of yesterday. And uh, today, hopefully, we can continue to pick folks up, um, give, them, give them some hope and inspire them for, for a better tomorrow and a brighter future. Absolutely. And speaking of growth, got to shout out the boy Nashi Linton straight from Trenton, who's doing amazing things. Second year anniversary anniversary for his music, Her Hand. So amazing black owned establishment in the capital of New Jersey, Trenton. So shout out to Sheed. And yes. So I, one of the things I wanted to do to help pay tribute to Brother Chadwick is have a, a piece of content that was created by Evie Hip Hop Preacher. Hmm. A, not only was it, you know, very touching, but it, as you said, it was very motivational to lift the spirits of everyone. So I know sometimes we get a little hum and glum, but mm -hmm. we need that pick me up. So I thought I would play that right now. Sometimes you need to feel the pain and sting of defeat 
to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. It's time to declare war, saints. It's time. You got you got celebrities die, people with money, people who had the best health care in the world. You got people who were poor, people who are left out of American society dying. You got older people, younger people, kids dying. The devil is on a rampage. It's time for God's people to be on a rampage. Purpose crosses disciplines. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. The more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes. The one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, then you will not regret it. We don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. Many have passed away this year. We don't know how long we're going to be on this earth. Please do me a favor. Let the Spirit of the Lord move through you and leave your mark on this earth. Congo Fire. I don't know about you, Professor. Whenever I see stuff like that when talking about purpose, ooh, chills. Chills right there. Absolutely. That's real rap. That's real rap. I mean, you know, and and in our family Bible study, we've been talking a lot about 2020 being the year of double double blessings. Um, and you know, the first half of the year, a lot of folks, even those who are believers, they might they might feel like, you know, upset with God or they might have a lot of questions or they might say what happened to the season of double double blessings but if we if we listen to exactly what brother Chadwick was just talking about he said you know sometimes you have to fight through and get through the pain um you have to go through stuff in order to get to stuff um so you know the 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 sunshine comes on the other end of the thunderstorm right um you can't have a rainbow without the rain um so it's just really important for us to you know not lose sight of the bigger picture and while we're not losing sight of the bigger picture being mindful of what's right in front of us Mm -hmm. and being fully engaged and present in the present um and i think that's what's important and i think you know sometimes as human beings we get into this space where we we think that we're invincible and we're going to live forever and i'm not saying that's what brother chadwick bozeman felt um i'm sure he felt quite quite the contrary um knowing his situation um, but not only should we really understand and try to comprehend and fulfill our purpose, but we have to also be intentional about fulfilling our purpose. So in a, in, in, in a sense, we have to be purposeful with our purpose. Mm. Um, we can't just say, I'll get to it tomorrow. Everything we do, if we know what our purpose is, it needs to be at the center of everything we do. You better brush your teeth with a purpose, brother. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just, it's really important for us to seize the day, as they say, carpe diem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really think about the bigger picture and how, how our impact, everything that we do, how our impact is going to affect others. Um, is it going to be a negative thing? Is it going to be a positive thing? Um, hopefully at the end of the day, you know, when, when our time comes, when our name is called, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, when we, when we are able to reflect back onto our life. Um, we're, we're proud of what we've done, what we've accomplished, and the folks that 
uh, we've we've positively impact. Absolutely. And as they said in the video, all has to do with time, right? Time while you're here, that isn't already promised. So you really have to take you know advantage of that time because if you really think about it, time is specific to each of us individually. And it also obviously relates to us collectively as well, but us specifically individually similar to DNA, right? So even if you have identical twins that are born, they're born at they could be born at the same time, but one's going to be a couple of minutes shorter and the likelihood of them both passing at the same time is not that, not that high either. So it's really specific. So your time on earth is specific to you, just like your DNA. And I just want everyone to, you know, remember that and be empowered by that because you're here for a reason and you may not know what that reason is now, but I'm sure in the very near future, if you do things like how Chadwick did, you know, being with your, passion and whatnot he he was he had humility right he had purpose with his purpose and he used his craft to put all of those things together which was very admirable uh absolutely i, I agree with that 100 and when you were just talking about time just reminded me of the good brother j cole and his um lyrics from mr nice watch where he's like you know they say that time is money but really it's not because if we go broke baby time is all we got um mm. so really being purposeful and intentional with the time that we have, not knowing when our hourglass will run out. And it's not to sound, you know, it's not, I'm not talking doing boom. I'm talking about positivity, um, living life like tomorrow isn't promised because it's not. Um, and realizing that you have to make the most of the moments that you have for the people who you love most um, in order to inspire those that you don't even know. Right. Um, so I think that's important. A thousand percent. So it's just one of those things where you do have to believe in yourself and take that action because tomorrow is not promised. Right. So for me, when I think about, you know, how Chadwick had his time on earth and the fact that for the last four years or so, he was aware of his ailment, as were, I think, some of his employers. I think Disney was well aware of his condition, which is why they had it in the plot for uh, Zuri, the younger sister, to eventually take the Black Panther mantle. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I'm thinking about all the iconic roles he had from, you know, with playing Jackie Robinson and James Brown and Thurgood Marshall. I mean, while he was here, he really, you know, left a great example for, you know, everyone else. And now he's part of the ancestors. Yeah, and I think that's a powerful piece because when you think about Black Panther, I know we'll get into it later on, but he has now joined the ancestral plane that he went to. Mm -hmm. um, he has now transitioned and he is now an ancestor. Um, just thinking about him as a person, as a human being and what he's meant. And like I said, the, at the onset or at the outset, um, he really is the epitome of doing it for the culture. Mm. Uh, here's a dude who went to Howard University, you know, historical black college university, Howard. Um, and took on roles that were just monumental because of the figures that he portrayed um, and what those people meant for the culture. You talk about Jackie Robinson. You talk about James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, right? And I know he has, um, you know, another August Wilson play that's supposed to come out, I think, posthumously for him um, on Netflix, uh, Ma Rainey's The Black Bottom, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And, you know, that's that's the last film that he did before he he passed. Um, they even think about things such as the five bloods, um, his 
his performance in there, which is really airy in a number of different ways too, because in that film, he had passed. He was already, he already transitioned. Um, I don't want to give stuff away, but spoiler alert should have been given already. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, in that, in that film, you know, he had transitioned and I was watching an interview on Roland Martin unfiltered with one of the cast members, this dude who played uh, one of the detectives on the wire, who was also in the five bloods. His name is Clark Peters. And he was talking about seeing Chadwick on, on the set and you know they had like 104 degree heat doing long tapings for the five bloods and chadwick is running like running doing a lot of strenuous activity and you know he had his team there who would like massage his feet you know massage his back you know make sure he's cool everything and clark peters was like listen at, at that time because he didn't know the situation at that time he's like look at this young guy you know being all precious trying to get pampered and he said, now that he knows, you know, he said, you know what, what he was doing was definitely not only admirable, but accurate, appropriate, what he needed. And it just shows a testament of what he what he went through, putting his body on the line to create art, something that he loved to do, but also leave people with a lasting, you know, impact in the roles that he played. Like he really committed to all the roles that he did. He was just really entering his prime in the sense of, you know, trying to chase Denzel, you know, mm-hmm. because you talk about their connection, you know. Uh, Denzel paid for a portion of or paid for his, you know, his summer acting program. And, you know, it's almost a way of like passing that torch or passing that mantle or picking it up. And, you know, he was really hitting his stride. I think Black Panther was his uh, not coming out party because he's he's been there before. But I think one of the things that really put him on the map in the mainstream more so than, you know, just black roles that some people might relegate him to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, crossing over with the Marvel universe, just really put him in that, you know, again, superhero category. Um, and we, the best was yet to come for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we're, we're fortunate enough to have his body of work, all the work that he put in in such a short period of time, really, in terms of the hits that he made before he even entered his prime. Um, we're, we're fortunate for that. Absolutely. And I'm, as you said, think about all the people that he has inspired all over the world, let alone our country specifically, right? Like I, th- I think what, you know, what he has done in this time here was very impactful and magnificent. Like I, I'm a fan, right. But more of a fan of him as a, as a person, as a, you know, as a soul, as a spirit, just paying that, paying that forward. And I remember hearing what you were talking about for the first time when it was a, I think it was an Academy Award uh, event honoring Denzel and, mm-hmm. you know, Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick talked about Denzel and then you get to learn about that story and how, you know, essentially Denzel is paying it forward doing what Denzel does. And then now we see, you know, we saw, got to see Chadwick, you know, kind of step into the, not necessarily into those boots, but let's say boots made of, of that ilk of his own, right. In his own right. You know what I mean? So that I thought that very, that was very inspiring. I think he has inspired a ton of, people in theater and uh, entertainment to to take that next step yeah and i mean just just to bring it closer to home so you know one of my former college counselees um he's a student at howard and he's studying film Mm. um one of my former colleagues and close close friends um their child is also at howard studying film and to walk on that campus and know whose footsteps you're following in, it's not just Chadwick, who's one of them. 
just one of them. You know, there's other folks as well. We got Taraji P. Henson. You know, you got Anthony Anderson, you know, Felicia Rosado, Debbie Allen, folks who've just been there, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the great professors who've been there, like Dr. Greg Carr, um, chair of Africana Studies there. Um, you just have so much richness of culture there. But I think about these young folks who are on campus, and I mean, I'm hearing stories, you know, you know, because I'm in touch with, you know, some of their folks and how how it really hit them. Mm. It hit them to a point where they're breaking down, they're crying, they're inconsolable. Um, because this this is someone who is of them, who's really connected to them, because not only are they the hero on the screen, they're also that hero who's on the campus, who's also an alum, um, who's also a fellow bison, who's also someone that they see themselves being able to achieve what this person has achieved, not only because that person is a model, but because that person, like many before him, has paved the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thinking about the impact, you know, there's a lot of times where folks are like, oh my gosh, like, come on now, you know, it's, it's, why are you worried about celebrities? Celebrity, you didn't know that person. Folks don't understand the culture. Um, we are so open and we are so loving and we are so connected to each other for a number of different ways, but it's just that, it's that spirit that he had, um, particularly the spirit of humility, mm. where if you didn't know he was a celebrity, you wouldn't know he was a celebrity, you know? Um, in the sense of, you know, he always like the salt of the earth type dude, um, type of dude who would pose for a picture, no problem, even when he was going through excruciating pain. Um, so yeah, this is just a number of things. It's like you and the smile, the smile, you know, the, the way that he talked to people. Um, I'm sure you got tired doing this, but he always (laughs) did. He always did, you know? Um, and I'm sure it was also painful to do if you want to talk about it. Um, so, you know, just just one of those folks that when you look at it, it's like, yes. You know, everyone says gone too soon. No. Yes, 43 is young. But thinking about what this brother meant to the culture, definitely gone too soon. Definitely a loss for us. But his work lives on. Absolutely. And a wonderful example for all of us. Right. And. I, I really think that's powerful because, as you know, growing up playing basketball, having, you know, players like Michael Jordan to look up to, that's that is incredibly powerful and inspiring for, you know, developing minds and even established minds. So his his impact on the community is just it's it is monumental. And I'm just thankful that we were able to be alive at this time to witness what he did and who he was inspired by. And will hopefully have the ability to see who he has inspired in the future. I think that's going to be, that's going to be the very interesting part. Absolutely. And and, and it's not, it's nothing like connecting with someone who you admire, Mm. whether it's you're following their movies, you're studying their craft, or maybe you even get a chance to meet them. I mean, I think about some of the people who I've gotten a chance to meet who I literally love, not because, you know, there's someone who is like, Oh my God, they're so great because you know, they, they transcend the earth. No, because of their humility of spirit, because of their depth of intellectualism, because of their their passion for the human condition and trying to help people navigate that. You know, I'm thinking for me, like, for example, Cornell West had a chance to meet him. And what that meant to me, like, you know me, I always keep a poker face. I'm not always smiling all willy nilly, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> when I saw a dude who's also a frat brother of mine, gripped him up. Took a picture. I'm cheesing. No teeth showing, but my, you can see it in my face. I'm cheesing because of what that man meant to me. Mm. Just met him for the first time. Right. But reading his books, watching his speeches, 
seeing him be a public intellectual. So I can only imagine those folks who really, really study the craft of, you know, acting, those folks who are really putting in that work. I can only imagine how they feel when a person that they really aspire to be or a person who has really paved the way for them and has given them so much inspiration transitions, particularly during a time when they didn't know what was happening. Cause again, his circle was tight. No one really knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for that shock and awe in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of racism, the other pandemic that was here before COVID-19, mm-hmm. there's just so many things that happens. So I can imagine and I empathize with those young folks who are really going through it right now. And those folks who are not young, the, the other folks who are just going through it because we lost one. It's true. And it's, I, again, I can't reiterate this enough. The, his legacy, his impact is going to be, you know, it's going to be monumental because when you're growing up, you really need these type of figures. And again, we're not saying things like idolatry, things like that, but these these tangible figures. And then if you have the you know opportunity to meet them, it, it just makes it that more real, especially for how our, you know, how our brains develop, because we're it's essentially you're in that uh proximity to greatness you know so to speak again not in terms of idolatry or anything like that as you were saying but is this very very powerful and potent and i think a lot of people are going to start believing in themselves more which is fantastic we need more of that we need more of that energy especially in our community especially now so i i'm, I'm just very excited to see what happens posthumous mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure for sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see the folks who are inspired, <clears throat> you know, the next person um, who, who who starts to say, you know what, he's the reason why I do what I do. Or he's one of the reasons why I do what I do. And, you know, it's, it's just a reminder, a reminder to all of us that we never know what someone's going through. So we shouldn't be quick to pass judgment when someone might have a bad day or when someone's not feeling it. You know, or where you might see someone lose weight or whatever the case may be, you know, we could be mean, right? Mm-hmm. Start roasting people on social media, making memes, et cetera. It just reminds us to, you know, to humble ourselves and be cognizant of the fact that we don't know everything. And we need to make space for the fact that, you know, some folks might be going through stuff that we don't know about and we don't need to know about because it it's not our business. Um, they might be celebrities to the point where, you know, their work and who they are is public consumption. But their private life shouldn't be public consumption, so they don't have to tell anybody anything. Um, so I think it's important for us to keep those things in mind. And then in doing so, you know, give folks their flowers while they're here because mm. you never know. You never know. So it's always important. If you love someone, tell them you love them. Um, if you if someone's really impacted your life, let them know that they impacted your life. Um, if someone's really been that person that you've looked after or looked up to, um, you know, let them know. Let them know and just make sure you continue to build those relationships because, you know, we don't we don't spread love like we used to. In some in some cases we do, but we don't really spread love like we, I'm going to talk about the culture in particular. We don't really spread love like we used to. We over here on that other stuff. We're trying to adopt the, dare I say, Eurocentric European way of competition and, you know, just hostility mm. in some spaces. We need to get back to that love. Absolutely, because we love deep, as you were saying, and I really appreciate the loyalty of his team, not, not, you know, disclosing anything, because usually in that world, in that industry, usually, you know, people get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for that piece of information. So the fact that none of that got leaked and it was reported that Disney, you know, also knew, 
but obviously they're you know they're going to be tight-lipped about it so i appreciate them keeping that discretion as well even ryan coogler shout out to ryan wonderful black director he didn't even know about his ailment so i i appreciate that as well because i feel like if ryan knew i feel like that would have altered the work been like oh this it would he would have put more pressure on himself and and in this case he was able to you know create and they were able to put their best foot forward and you could tell by chadwick's performance as black panther t'challa that he really understood the the magnitude of the role and and absolutely i definitely agree with you mix you should definitely tell people how you feel why you're you know why you're here and while they're here because at the end of the day as we said before nothing is promised to anyone so the fact that i'm even able to have this opportunity to speak to you on a on a weekly basis is fantastic so i appreciate it yeah likewise brother right back at you um it definitely is a blessing and you know i mean to that point too you know i'm not a doctor Mm -hmm. but i'm married to one hey so with that being said i feel like i have an honorary medical degree (laughs) that being said um think about this the brother like no one knew Mm. and it's 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 he went from stage three colon cancer to stage four and nobody knew which means he was showing up to work strong and going through it and not making complaints and not complaining and not saying you know what oh i'm tired like i'm sure he got tired i'm sure there was times he felt super weak but he produced and he performed and nobody knew mm-hmm. and on top of that you probably have some folks talk about oh he's this he's that because of how he ever he had to move just to move right to make sure that you know folks don't understand or know what's going on, etc. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's like that is that is that is that is really like a hero. It really is like superhero, supernatural power in order for you to do that, dealing with what you're dealing with, not making it about you. He gave, and I, I can't remember who said it first, but it's like you know this this brother gave a number of different commencement speeches mm. and not once did he use that as an opportunity to say, you know, I'm going through something right now. And because I'm going through something, I want to let y'all know this. He always found another way to connect with people. Right. And still be that pillar of strength. Um, and still be that person that folks wanted to look at as, wow, he's so strong, etc. So I, I think just the strength of that brother, just to go through all that stuff as that's, that is just, it's beyond admirable. It really is. Absolutely. Because as a celebrity, I mean, you, you do understand the reality that you essentially belong to the public at times when they see you. And he, you know, he was very gracious in that reality. And I felt like to reiterate what you're saying with his selfless inspiration, I think that's going to be one of the, the lasting things beyond Black Panther, which I think is amazing. Like, imagine if that becomes a trend that becomes popular right specifically in our community which we absolutely need more of because with our level of talent with our level of you know our ability to connect and love i think that's going to have a resounding impact in uh let's say a long-term way let's say i got what is it oh what does sangu say endowment thinking endowment thinking yes thank you and an endowment thinking way is going to have that type of longevity which is going to be amazing no doubt, no doubt. Because, you know, thinking about it, it's like ever since this whole COVID-19 popped off, mm-hmm. I've been telling people this is how we say what's up to each other. <laughs> All day Word. from across the room, you get the head nod, get the salute, you get the peace, 
you know? Or what about the bounce? All day. Get the bounce. Get the bounce. <laughs> so <laughs> I work at a Quaker school, and I remember we was going to meeting for worship. And, you know, a lot of times meeting for worship, you, this is before before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting for worship, there's folks who stand outside the door, and they, like, they shake your hand, they shake your hand, or they give you a, a fist bump or a pound. So it was two of my black students who were out there, and I was coming through to enter the meeting house, and they was like about to shake my hand. I went like this, and they both did it immediately because <laughs> they already know what it is. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it just again for the culture. That's how we saying what's up for the rest of twenty twenty to twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, whenever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been doing that with my my younger cousins, right? And they may or may not believe allegedly that I might be a prince of Wakanda on uh the mother side but that that's a story for another day <laughs> but yes it i think it's wonderful that we have a a black superhero but also got to shout out blade who is one of the original black superheroes as well mm-hmm. but in terms of let's say mainstream more mainstream and a very tangible figure because as we've been saying chadwick was one of those people who made himself very accessible because he understood how powerful that role was specifically to be the preeminent black superhero on the planet i i just mm-hmm. it was just very very inspiring legacy so we appreciate you brother chadwick we love you and yeah, we, and you and you mentioned what you call blade real quick so you know shout mm-hmm. out to wesley snipes i got a chance to see that brother perform oh. when i was younger at city college in new york uh yo he is a bad man he is a real martial artist like i don't know what degree black belt but that man was up there throwing some stuff <laughs> like it's, it's real. It's real. So shout out to him. The whole Blade trilogy, I believe, right? Yep. And then we have Brother Ali doing the uh, the re uh, the relaunch. So that should be interesting yeah. as well. Sounds good. Absolutely. So to move to the next subject of the impact Black Panther has, and maybe specifically to talk about where Black Panther can go post Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, the impact for the culture was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, dropped in Black History Month. Everybody and their mama was out there getting their dashikis. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get too problematic right now because we 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 over here we over here having a good time. But you know, I know me personally, I got mine from the dollar store, which is not owned for <laughs> it's not owned by black folk. Okay. So you know, I think a lot of people might have profited off of that moment not necessarily the culture right but that's for that's for another time it's important <laughs> for us to understand how we could build and make sure that we can keep the money within ourselves so other folks don't pimp the culture particularly when we have these cultural experiences but i digress all i'm saying is it was beautiful for the culture we all showed up and showed out folks are wearing their divine nine attire they were wearing their dashikis some real some from the dollar store like me right and then you have other folks who are just like really getting oh hey now there we go <laughs> there we go you see your boy stunting. You see Mr. <laughs> Jizzy over there stunting. We're looking to Wakanda. Right. We're trying, we're trying to look at an Airbnb over there. You know? <laughs> but they were all sold out. It's Rona times. But all I know is that it was a great, great time. We saw it several times. The first time Amanda and I went to go see it, it was we went to the IMAX with a uh, with a with a couple couple friend of ours. And it was beautiful. It was packed. Mm. Packed. You know, you know, folks in there cutting up. You know, if we could have joined in the fight, we would have joined in the fight. We riding out for Wakanda, mm. you know. Um, so I think where it can go from here, sky's the limit. 
because first and foremost, Ryan Coogler is a is a is a brilliant, brilliant young brother. Um, and the cast that they had, phenomenal. You can do whatever you want. And then the fact that we have so much talent that right. you can pull from, phenomenal. So I mean, I'm looking at Shuri, I'm looking at whoever whoever else needs to, you know, come up and take that mantle. There's so many ways you can go with it, but I'm I'm really about that. We need we need that Beyonce, that Beyonce type flow where, you know, uh old girl comes up and just takes over Wakanda is like this is how we get in it. Or you have the other part where Killmog is resurrected and you know we go start some trouble over there back in the United States of America. But I don't know, brother. What you thinking about? Yeah, my uh my money's on uh reviving Killmonger. Cause if we remember, right, we actually never saw him die. They just, you know, fade you know, the scene to black. We assumed that he died, but that's the part of storytelling and filmmaking, right? So, and as we saw, they had the the Goyu beans, which kept people alive after gunshot wounds and after fatal gunshot wounds. So, uh, a knife, even though it was a pretty badass knife, a, a knife, a knife wound. I, I don't think he would uh, be too phased by that long term with the uh, the medical care in Wakanda. I'm trying to see if I can get some uh, Wakanda healthcare too. That would be fantastic. <laughs> That would be great. Um, you know, some universal health care with vibranium. Um, <laughs> it would be fantastic. Um, I think that they definitely can do that because, again, they have so much technology that they can revive anything, really. Right. At least that's what it seems like. But the storylines could run deep, man. I mean, if we, if we remember, also, they had just built some spaces in Oakland, you know? Right. And what I would love to see, if Black Panther got linked up with the Black Panthers, huh? I lose my mind, brother. I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. Well, Ryan is from Oakland, so you never know. I, listen, I would lose my mind. Let's go. I mean, that's what I want to see. Absolutely, because so technically you could actually have the Wakandans training people in the Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. And, and essentially... You know, that action from T'Challa, which was inspired by Nakia, it would be essentially mending what happened with uh, T'Chaka, T'Challa's father, and Killmonger's mm-hmm. father. So if they would have just joined those forces then, I mean, you could have prevented a lot of things from happening. So I think that would be pretty cool. That would be dope. I, I just, you know, there are, there are much more creative and smarter people out there than myself. Who will take this into a great direction? Um, I haven't been able to follow the writing of Tanahasi Coates in terms of his version of Black Panther, etc. Mm. But I'll tell you this though: you know what I'm doing? So I'm teaching a class called Power, Identity, and Social Change. Nice. You know what movie I'm showing first, right? Black Panther. And we will dissect that bad boy about power, identity, and social change, and that will be the framework. And the guiding principles for a number of different things that we'll do with the remainder of the course. So excited about that, which means one, I have to go back and watch it again, yep. which I will take my notes, frame it out, and then see what the folks come up, see what the young folks come up with. Absolutely. I'll be curious to see what they, they picked up because they'd be looking mm-hmm. at things completely different. So that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It should be some great conversation that gets generated. Absolutely. And reminds me of our alma mater, the Petty School, and how they had senior elective. Perhaps this will be a uh, start out to be a senior elective there. And then to mm-hmm. your point, perhaps becoming something mandatory in long term. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yep. Make it work. We're going to make that work. We're going to make that work. Speaking of, I do have to shout you out, Professor, for gifting me with this wonderful birthday present, which was one of the comic books of Black Panther. Yes, Still in the casing because, you know. Yes, I'm, sir. Listen. Got to preserve that. <laughs> Definitely got to. Definitely got to. And, you know, can't I would be remiss. <laughs> you, know, you got you got me the socks, too, which are fly. <laughs> I love those, those socks. The socks are fly, but, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, he also got me this joint right here. You know, Killmonger. That's what I'm talking about, and it matches you know? the fraternity, which is amazing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, yes, I think going forward, I think a lot of people are probably going to start drinking uh, drinking Josh's Kool Aid about building Wakanda, right? Build, mm-hmm. Building our own Wakanda, and there could be multiple Wakandas in the world, which is even better. So it's it it is time to start collaborating with our our talent pool, everyone. I think it would be amazing. I think we all know what we're capable of, but we're capable of infinitely more when we come together consciously. That that is just so powerful. And the best part is no one expects it to happen. So when it does happen, we're you gonna have an even larger impact. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And I think again, there's there's so many things that can come from a second Black Panther, because if you see all the themes that we can tease out, you know, you and I talked about it in the conversation that we had in the very beginning of the creative gore, just thinking about all this stuff. There's so many ways, particularly in this time period, where you can start to think about, you know, whether it's about, you know, finances or economics, whether it's about politics, whether it's about um, bridging the, the cultural divide between the diaspora, mm. right? But it's really about thinking exactly what was Killmonger talking about? What was he talking about? Does he have a point? Should we explore that further? Um, or taking it further, to sh- just to really highlight the woman empowerment that was in the movie, to think about the the, the soldiers, to think about, um, you know, uh, Ramonda, uh, think about uh, Angela Bass's uh, role, mm-hmm. right? Thinking about Shuri in terms of engineering and science and being the chief of that. Like, how can we continue to build on those things? Uh, which will be important to propel the culture moving forward. So there's just so many things that can happen in in a second space. Absolutely. And it would be great to see Lupita take an even bigger step up now. I think that would be dope as well. And I guess in terms of, uh, let's say, plot and uh, for, I guess, setting the scene, because I feel like they still have more of those flowers that gave the panther its power, Perhaps you could create some more Black Panthers. You could have your own Avengers version of the Black Panthers. You never know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Or give those give those uh you know heart shaped herbs to the Black Panthers in Oakland. Oh. You know. <laughs> you know. Shoot. They gonna be jumping out the gym for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm about that life. Let's let's bridge that gap. Yeah, that'll be very interesting to see how they can incorporate America into that plot even more so. And I feel like Ryan is a very conscious director who will probably want to, you know, capture what's going on now and incorporate that into the film and how, you know, some, a place like Wakanda would be able to add such a positive aspect of what's going on. To, even though it's mostly negative, they would add a, immense positivity and be like, what would be possible if this was a reality? I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. No, I think that would be dope. Like, like, like I said, we, you know, you said it too. We got the right dude at the helm. I mean, and he had so much talent. And Amanda was sharing with me. Um, I think Ryan was talking about how Chadwick was really a person who made some of those decisions about how things should get done. Mm. So he was he was pretty much, you know, also also helping with the directing in terms of, you know, saying that. Um, they should have accents. So, you know, do some studying and get the accents done. You know, um, like she also told me how he said, you know, before it was written that Killmonger was going to say, I want to be buried in Wakanda. And Chadwick was like, what if he doesn't want to be buried in Wakanda? And, you know, these other pieces that are really become like key moments in the film. Mm. Uh, I want to be buried, you know, where my ancestors were buried, you know, in, 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 the, in the ocean, right? Like my ancestors um, who knew that it was better to, you know, die than to live in bondage, right? You think about those lines and where those things could have come from. You know, it's that brain trust. Um, so again, when you think about having that impact, you're on the screen, and then also having that impact behind the scenes, having those conversations, being a conscious brother, um, and just coming up with some ideas and really just trying to push the culture forward and change the narrative of how things used to be, um, and think about what things can be and how we get there. Absolutely, and I feel like one of the ways we get there is by. Uh uniting with one of the goats in the making andre robert lee because i would love to have an amazing collaboration with a brother like that with his creativity and experience i think something with all of our brain trust and in that space of filmmaking would be amazing listen listen if if that brother wanted to make a film i'll hold his fan (laughs) Um, it's whatever it's whatever it's whatever. So much respect for the brother. So, you know, um, if that was the situation, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Absolutely. And I was just curious, does anyone in the comments want to share their thoughts about Brother Chadwick or Black Panther, or what it meant to them? Or didn't, and did you guys have any questions for us before we sign off? But as that is uh, percolating in the background, how did your students take the news? So I haven't gotten a chance. To, so our, our students haven't been on campus yet. Mm. Later on today, we have an assembly. Um, so I'll see how folks are. But for the people who I did hear from through their parents, you know, folks are probably, they're feeling a little certain type of way in the sense of it's, it's just 2020 has been defined by loss. Mm. In a lot of different ways, right? You think about how we started off in January. You think about Kobe Bryant. You think about other folks, C.T. Vivian, John Lewis. You think about all the folks, Breonna Taylor, Maude Arbery, you know, Elijah McClain, um, George Floyd. You think about uh, so many other names that we can't even name right now because it's just too many to name, right? You think about John Thompson. Mm. You know, you think you think about all these folks who meant so much to the culture, it just seems like it's been a series of hits, a series of losses. Um, and, you know, when one comes that really hits you and it's like, wow, I, I didn't even get a chance to grieve or mourn or get over the others. It's rough. It's rough. But if nothing else, if nothing else, I believe that students probably are learning what resilience is. Um, particularly for a generation that was used to, you know, popcorn, microwave 
generation. They want everything at their fingertips. They, 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 they're privileged. They're born with the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, they were born with, with the first black president being their frame of reference. Right. Then you have all these, you have Black Panther, right? You have all these things. But then now you also see there's there's a, there's a other sides to that coin. Um, so so life is not just unicorns and rainbows, right? It's 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 other things that we have to go through as well. Doesn't mean we should get deterred, distracted, or even disappointed in some spaces. Although disappointment, you can be disappointed with certain things. But how do you get past that? How do you get through it? And what are you going towards? So I, I think a lot of my students in particular, they've been wrestling with a lot over this spring and summer. They need to connect with each other um, and connect with each other without having to worry about their safety. Mm. And that seems to be tough these days. Right. Um, so the, the sooner we can get back to a learning environment that's safe, where folks can just focus on the learning and not about how to survive, the better we'll be. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, if nothing else, from these moments, folks are learning how to be resilient, determined, um, and intentional about how they live their lives. Absolutely. I, I always think about, you know, Donnie McClurkin with We Fall Down anytime we have moments like this because the fact that you're getting back up, not not the fact that you just get back up, that you have the desire, right? That tenacity to get back up is so much more powerful. Like this It's funny that you mentioned that, yeah. man. It's really funny that you mentioned that because I literally this past commencement at school, I spoke at commencement and the underlying message, how I started and how I ended was about Dolly McClurkin's song. And here's the fun fact. I don't know if you knew it's graduation day at Petty. It's our graduation day. I wake up in the dorm room in Kerr because I was in Kerr South. Um, and I wake up and the song that's playing on the radio, Donnie McClurkin, we fall down. <laughs> Of course, of course, that happens, right? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> Are you preparing me for something? What, what's going on? So it's 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 amazing that you bring that up. It's not a coincidence, but it's amazing that you bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think we need to be mindful of that. You know, we could fall down seven times, but get back up. And it is important to get back up, especially since uh, in a lot of these instances, especially now in America. They're doing things to discourage us to get back up. That's why we definitely have to get back up. Absolutely. Well said. Absolutely. Got to get back up. Thousand percent. But all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Rest in power, my bro. And, you know, just wanted to touch upon Black Panther and how that literally launched our podcast. And we just wanted to thank everyone for your support your activity in the comments from Dino to Mrs. Jizzy to Nashi Linton straight from Trenton. We appreciate all y'all. We love y'all. Word, word. Appreciate y'all. Absolutely, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wakanda forever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Everyone have a great day and peace. Oh, wait. We actually have comments. All right. Hey, now. Dr. Ashley Oliver, who's going to be on the Creative Guard creative gordon very near future possibly next tuesday let me know if you're available dr ashley oliver with the loss of chadwick my hope is that people learn to be more kind and less judgmental amen to that to one another because we never know what a person is going through thousand Mm -hmm. percent
Mm-hmm. Appreciate you guys. Amen. And shout out to Diz. But yes, yes, y'all. We'll talk to you later. You repeat what they created and get power to hate. But worst of all, we disappoint all the greats. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yeah. Hey. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yeah.